Hey, why don't you listen to the Never A Straight Answer podcast? It's the podcast that aims to cover a wide range of topics from conspiracy theories to popular culture and news. I'm your host, Gaz, and joined each week, it's my co-host, Mr. Taylor. Hey, we look at strange happenings that go on around your area and a little segment we like to call What's Fucked Up Where You're From? Plus, we cover the big topics like cryptids, the Mothman, poltergeist, secret Nazi space programs, UFOs, close encounters, glitches in the Matrix, flat earth, time travel, plus so much more. We even have the occasional guest. Also, we've got international news, global affairs, including space. Space and beyond. So why not check out the Never A Straight Answer podcast? We're available on all podcast platforms from iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast fix. Or you can visit the website at neverastraightanswer.co.uk. I've been Gaz. I've been Taylor. Peace. Out. I saw it on Linden Street. I Saw It on Linden Street, the show dedicated to the joy of finding and appreciation in cult films, exploitation oddities, beloved classics, and all points in between. I'm your host, Chris Roberts, inviting you to join us here at the Linden Street Cinema Experience Theater as we once again dig up a fun cinematic relic from the past. If you're new to the show, thank you very much for joining us. Now, this isn't your standard film review, rather it's more of a synopsis of a film that deserves to have another inspection. A little bit of background thrown in on the actors, information on the director, and hey, if I'm doing my job, you're going to get a half amusing story out of me. Fair be warned, while we don't cover all aspects of the plot, we do discuss endings and spoilers. So, if you'd like to be surprised, please give the film a viewing before you listen to us. If you like us, and hey, I hope that you would do, please recommend this podcast to a friend. Give us a favorable review. This week, though, this week, we're doing something just a little different. Because we have wrapped up our cinematic potpourri for this month's theme, and we are now focusing on having our annual year-end wrap-up. That gives us a little bit of a reflection, we cover some listener mail, and we give you some hints as to what's coming up in the future. So please, join us! So, for starters, hi! It's the Monday post-Christmas, so I do hope that the holidays were good to you and that you managed to both be socially distant and stay healthy, as well as being able to celebrate it responsibly and see family and friends. So, we have finally made it now through this dumpster fire that was perched on top of the Hindenburg, which was crashing into the foredeck of the Titanic. That was the year of 2020. I would love to tell you that it has gone by quickly, but it has been a slog. Fortunately, though, at least from my perspective, that slog did not include our coverage of our favorite cult films, and for that, I am grateful. So, this year, we launched the LSCEP.com, and while it has been a great thing to make us a little more official, I do have to own up to the fact that my rants postings have precipitously fallen off towards the end of the summer. 
Now, I can chalk that up with a reasonable, quote, good excuse, but then I can also give you a more honest answer. <clears throat> Here goes. My good excuse, I took on a teaching position this fall as an instructional assistant professor at the university where I work. And while still performing my regular day job, it meant there were papers to grade and classes to prep for and people to meet with, all on top of my regular duties that I still had to attend to. All of that is and was true. Here's the problem. In reality, ah, man, especially in the last couple months, I really felt overwhelmed and I was perhaps becoming uh, a little bit depressed and I just couldn't keep up with the things that I'd wanted to do. And inaction just felt easier than you know, sitting down in front of a keyboard and commenting on things that were going on just because I felt bad about them. Now, I have every intention of starting back up, but I do actually want to apologize regardless. I fell short of what I had set out to do, and I would like to do better, both just for me and for anybody out there that actually derived any kind of pleasure from it. So that's just been the, we'll call it the bad stuff. But hey, let's focus on some of the positive things now. Again, in addition to getting the website up, this year we managed to cover 51 regular episodes, plus four bonus episodes thrown on there, which I would say is not too shabby. That's 51 weeks of chatting up movies. We've been growing, not exponentially, not anything to at all be cocky about, but I'm really proud to say and very humbled at the same time the listener base has expanded. We're now in 48 countries across the globe, and we're seeing slow and steady increases. So, hey, great job listening out there. I truly appreciate it. Please keep telling your friends and sharing the show if you like us. I've also really been fortunate to keep meeting some amazingly great people out there in the Pod Nation community. They've been nothing but open, supportive, and helpful. And hey, especially during these dark times, it's always really nice to talk to people who get excited about the things that they're truly passionate about and also want to help you talk about the things you are passionate about. Now, as we've been mentioning at the end of every episode, I truly am looking for feedback from people and, you know, for ways to make this endeavor better. I think some of you have really taken this to heart and you've sent me some really nice and thoughtful questions and comments and just general pleasantries that I amazingly appreciate. But again, this is 2020, so we've also ushered in a new era, so I'm pleased to announce that I have now received my first death threat, which lets me know I must be doing something right because the truly mentally ill are really honing in strongly on this program. Now, for those of you who somewhat value my existence, I will say, please don't fret. I view this as the next step up from last year's missives explaining how much that I suck. I'll at least put it in context. This person did not like my disapproval with the current presidential administration. And after hearing the bonus election episode where we did a full presidential retrospective, they felt the need to make their displeasure with me known. And, well, I assure you, passions ran high and spelling took a decided backseat. Now, in spite of all this, we have ran the gamut of, seriously, why don't you cover Fast and Furious 87, 
to people announcing to me that they like other shows better. And then, of course, in the shuffle, somewhere along the way, we got some really nice and cogent questions, for which I am very grateful. And thus, I have selected here a couple of those kind of thoughtful, nice emails to feature. And I hope they will be, you know, appreciated by those who took the time to write us and that I could give answers that they actually feel are worthy of their questions. So, that being said, let's get on. It's mailbag time. I am disgusted with the way old people are depicted on television. We are not all vibrant, fun-loving sex maniacs. Many of us are bitter, resentful individuals who remember the good old days when entertainment was bland and inoffensive. The following is a list of words I never want to hear on television again. Number one, bra. Number two, horny. Number three, family jewels. Hi, Grandpa. <gasps> hey, Linden Street. Just wanted to tell you that I've been enjoying listening to the show, and I like the background single episodes that you've been doing. But the conversations with Dr. Chance have also been fun. Will you be doing more episodes with other guests in the future? Oh, and if I could suggest a film, I would like you to consider doing an episode on the 2012 Ryan Johnson film, Looper. Please keep up the good work. Cheers. Gemma. Okay. Uh, my response to that. Hey, Gemma, thank you. Um, appreciate you writing. I'm happy to hear that you're liking us thus far. Uh, yeah, the, the short answer is yes. I'd love to have more of a conversation session with, you know, people that have seen films that we cover and sit down and talk them out. I, I do enjoy talking to Chance. I'm glad you enjoy listening to him. But I've always kind of envisioned, much like we do with the sidecar segments, that with any luck, hopefully, we will have kind of a rotating group of voices popping in and out to discuss films and help contribute, like a family of voices you get to know over time. So I have some folks that have actually expressed some interest in contributing as well, and I would love to allow them to share and comment on this show. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we will get more actual, like, conversation episodes between me and other guests other than Dr. Chance, and I, I, I don't mean to minimize Chance's contribution. I love talking to him. He's going to be doing at least another couple episodes for us in the near future here, so, I, again... I take your point, though. We, would, we plan on having more guests. As far as the film request itself goes, Looper is kind of an interesting and actually a problematic film for me. So in my book, that makes it kind of have to be a hard yes for a future episode. So uh, yeah, I definitely plan on making that a reality in the coming future. I will try to see if I can squeeze this in this year. Um, I, I know this makes me a little more, you know, obsessive and crazy, but I basically have the year almost programmed out to November at this point. So uh, I have some things that I can shuffle around and pick and change, and I, I like that because it gives me a track to lay out in front of me and keep our episodes and our themes rolling. Um, so uh, that being said, 
I will see. I think I might have a place we can put Looper in. And uh, please keep listening and look to the future to see it get covered. So thanks again, Gemma. That was great. Hi, Chris. My name is Nick. And a while back, I stumbled across a movie that I had never heard of and it completely blew me away. And ever since, I've been trying desperately to convince everyone across movie fandom to give it a shot and hopefully drag it out of complete obscurity. The movie is called The Beast of War, a.k.a. The Beast, from 1988, directed by Kevin Reynolds and starring George Zunda, Jason Patrick, and Stephen Bauer. It was only released on two screens across the whole of the United States by Columbia Pictures. And I kid you not when I say, this is the best Hollywood film that you've never heard of. Quentin Tarantino's old writing partner, Roger Avery, has it down as the best movie of 1988 on Letterboxd. And he has also put it on as one of his 20 Desert Island films, with Apocalypse Now being the only other war film. The film has a rating of 7.3 on IMDb, 3.5 on Letterboxd, but not a single critic review on Rotten Tomatoes. But it does have an audience score of 84%. Now, a couple other podcasts have reviewed it, I might add favorably, as the War Horse vs. War Machine and Retro Movie Geeks podcast, the latter on the basis of my recommendation. I continue to pester Criterion to do something to save this movie from continual obscurity, but I no longer get anything back from them. Oh well. Please, seek this film out. It's available on DVD and streaming, so it won't be difficult for you to track it down. And if you do see it, please let me know if you agree with me. This might be one of the 10 best American movies of the 1980s, and one way or another, we need to find a way to raise this movie's profile and prevent it from continual obscurity once and for all. Please, just check out the trailer. Thank you, Nick. Well, here's, here's my response to Nick. So, Nick, I'll tell you this. Uh, I've already reached out to Nick, to discuss this on a few initial points, but Nick, my official response is as follows, since everyone's going to hear my response to you. I will absolutely cover this film. Now, I had only heard about this strange war movie, but I had never taken the time to go seek it out, and Nick was kind enough to bring it to my attention, so that's exactly what I did. This is exactly the type of movie I'm interested in featuring. Something that's interested, well-crafted, or a film that wasn't appreciated in its own time, but it still has a lot to offer us here in the present. I went out of my way, I've got a copy of it, I've now seen it, and it's really a good movie, Nick is not kidding. So I will be happily featuring this film as part of the 2021 lineup, so I would like to just formally thank Nick for this great tip, as again, fantastic film, and I look forward to sharing it with all of you who are actually, you know, listening. So this is the kind of thing we want to do, folks. If you know of stuff and you think it would be interesting, I want to hear it. I'm looking to try to find things that I either haven't seen or that I think people would like to know about or that are just weird off the beaten path things that fall through the cracks. More exposure of that gets more people looking for it. And then we can save some of these films uh, in our own way. 
in the consciousness at least. I'm, I don't think anything we cover here is ever going to be, you know, an unsung classic that we elevate up to now it's going to suddenly reach the light of day. But you get a few people talking and they get to see it, they might share it with a friend, and that keeps a film alive. So again, Nick, great suggestion. We will be covering at some point in 2021, The Beast. cast to play fallout boy in a movie tell it to harlan ellison i think you overprivileged kids with your electronic tablets and your talking phones wouldn't know a good piece of fiction if your ipod read it to your ass i wish someone would have come from the future and warned me not to talk to you that's my idea you're stealing my idea sorry hi chris I just wanted to tell you, I'm a huge Harlan Ellison fan, and I really enjoyed your episode on A Boy and His Dog. I have a question, though, about your sign-off. It seems I've heard it before, but I haven't been able to place it. Is it actually from something? As far as requesting films, would you ever consider theming a month on an entire franchise? Something that would be able to span all the known sequels of a series over the course of a few weeks. Uh, the Planet of the Apes comes to mind as a great example that you could probably get a lot of information out of. Please stay healthy. Austin. Well, first and foremost, uh, thanks, Austin. Harlan Ellison is indeed an amazing writer. I do wish more people would read him, and I am very happy that you enjoyed our coverage of the adventures of Vic and Blood with the Boy and His Dog episode. So, for your first question, um... Yeah, yeah, uh, that sign-off, you definitely have probably, well, I shouldn't say definitely, I don't know how old you are, um, you've probably heard it before, because it was originally meant to be a joke that was on a TV series. So, back in the late 90s, when I was in high school, Comedy Central was showing The Man Show, which was hosted by Jimmy Kimmel and Adam Carolla, and they would do sketches and have bits in between their talking to the crowd, and one of their sketches they did was a, uh, one that stuck out to me. Uh, it absolutely turned out to be the sort of thing that a person like me would enjoy, therefore I was being made fun of uh, preemptively. It was a parody infomercial in the vein of those like Time Life X music collections that they had. Um, if memory serves, it was something called like Good Time Rock and Rock. And it was this marketed fake rock music from the 70s and 80s to be enjoyed by men who are past their prime who are trying to recapture their youth and glory days. And of course, all the songs are goofy parodies of like Eagles and Leonard Skinner and that sort of thing. Um, I, I want to say like all the songs were also like either like devil woman, witchy woman or witchy devil woman. So, I mean, it was a running theme there, you know, just and. It was good. It was a good time. So, 70s rock, that's like my go-to wheelhouse if there's something I want to listen to in the first place. And I'm saying all that to let you know this. The parody itself ended with the tagline that was supposed to sum up how pathetic the men were clamoring to buy this music. With, uh, I think it was Adam Carolla saying, life's too short not to live in the past. And again, it was meant to be a bad joke and poke fun at the people. But I gotta tell you, as a history enthusiast, I really enjoyed it, because while it's true you can't recapture lost youth, there's so much good stuff to go back and find, and since the bulk of what I like about cinema is coming from things that are not at all current, to me, I thought that was the perfect sign-off to convey both 
how I feel and what this show is kind of about. But say it with some earnestness rather than being sarcastic and rude. So that's that's where that came from. So hope that helps answer that question. For the second part, um, this might not be as satisfying. Um, if we would be willing to do a theme month that would be all of a, a single franchise that is all of the sequels back to back, the answer is more of a maybe. Uh, I'll flat out say right now, I don't think I would do that sort of thing with like the Planet of the Apes series. Uh, I'll explain why. Um, and it does not mean I will never cover Planet of the Apes movies, because I absolutely planned to. Um, if I was to do something that would be an entire franchise or do, you know, an entire series over the course of a month, I would want to pick ones where the films were sort of inherently different from each other so that they're either loosely connected or if I was going to do something that was really, really tight, it would have to be so incredibly bizarre that it would not bore folks week after week after week to hear the same thing about the same characters over and over again. I mean, as it is when I theme a month now, even though I'm the one who's putting this together and I'm the one who likes these films and I'm scheduling it, I can get worn down on the themes I pick myself. So... Again, the answer isn't a hard no, it's just more of, well, it depends on the franchise. Um, let's put it this way, I'll see if I can put this concept to the test at some point in 2021, but uh, I'll just say stay tuned, so hopefully that's a semi-satisfying answer. So those were all insanely nice letters. So thank you to everybody, even those of you whose questions didn't get read. Thank you so much for contributing. Thank you for those who sent the questions to our mailbag portion. I'm very grateful you did that. And again, just because we're not having the mailbag portion does not mean I don't want to hear from people. I would love to hear from more folks and, you know, get movie suggestions. If anybody wants to talk shop, I'm open. It's fun. Let's do it. So, again, thank you, everybody. Now, I'm sure you're all dying to hear about what we have coming up next for the following year. Um, well, I'm hopeful 2021 will eventually... I know winter's supposed to be rough, but eventually we will transition back into a sense of somewhat normalcy. But, hey, in the meantime, we have some following themes that are be coming your way that hopefully will help get you through. So January is going to see us tackle the theme of Not For Kids, and that's going to be our covering of some really interesting animated fare that is decidedly not for youth. February, we're going to tackle the concept of love, sweet love, and have our theme be a lid for every pot. I think those are going to be fun. And then, something I've been excited and waiting for in March, we are going to have a really great one coming up for you, something I'm calling Price Check. And that is going to be our salute to the one, the only, the immortal, Vincent Price. So there you go, you have all of that to look forward to, and that laid a nice roadmap out for the next 13 weeks we have ahead of us. And hopefully that just gets you excited for, you know, the year to come. All that said... I got some thank yous here. This whole year has been a train wreck. You could see it from space, and I really can't sugarcoat any of that. But I have been insanely fortunate enough to have continued to have amazing relationships and, what's more, make some marvelous new acquaintances with other podcasters out there. So while 2020 itself was rough, 
I at least got to spend it in some marvelous company, company that I feel I need to recognize. And I owe some very heartfelt thank yous to the following people. First and foremost, Mr. Peter Martin, host of Ninja News Podcast, The Velosa Podcast, and now the new longer form exercise in monology, The Chunk McBeef Chest Podcast. Peter has been a stalwart contributor. He's always game to wax poetic on items of true insignificance when it comes to films, as well as just offer some helpful advice, encouragement, and just be an all-around good egg when it comes to meeting other people out there in the community. So, Peter, thank you. I appreciate it. I owe a thank you to Mr. Dan Felton, host of the Assorted Goods podcast, co-host on the Fucking A podcast. Dan's generosity and his calm, rational delivery has been something I've both greatly appreciated and admired. And he's also just been a great source of solid support and some good all-around advice. So, Dan, thank you. I owe a very special thank you to the dynamic duo of Ms. Julia Marchesi and Ms. Terry Gamble, who for no good reason allowed me to impose upon them and ask them to contribute to this enterprise and share their thoughts on a film that they had already covered way at length on their own amazing show, The Horror Movie Survival Guide. Give them a spin, they're excellent. They've been nothing but warm, polite, and accommodating, and they've also been truly luminous individuals who have an incredible show of their own. So thank you both. I owe thank you to one Ms. Gretchen Dukowitz, who aside from being one of my favorite people on this planet and a marvelous sister-in-law, I both appreciate her insight and I need to apologize again profusely for the fact that I was just so green as to how, you know, not understand how to properly cut audio files in at the time. And uh, at the time, we didn't know that you could use cleaner, easier methods like Zoom as an option, you know, something the pandemic has taught us along the way for good or ill. But regardless, uh, she was a great sport, and I do appreciate the fact that she was a willing contributor here. Last, Dr. Chance T. Worm. Uh, Chance and I met through mutual friends a few years ago, and then we bonded over a love of weird, oddball, and cult films. Now, don't hold this against him. He may be a mad scientist microbiologist who's hell-bent on subjugating the eastern seaboard of the United States under his iron fist. But damn it, he's actually a great friend who really takes joy in a lot of the films we screen. He's the George to my cinematic Lenny. So I owe him a debt of thanks for taking his precious time, and that's actually time he should be spending in his lab working, or spending it with his lovely family, or teaching his students, and instead, he blows it and drinks with me and talks about films. And that's something I'm really grateful for. So, Chance, thanks again. All of you, I owe you, I'm grateful for you, and, uh, appreciate your time and insight that you've given to this endeavor. I do hope I'm going to get to do more with each and every one of you in the future as we launch into this new and exciting year of 2021. So that's going to wrap things up here for this episode of I Saw It on Linden Street. Thank you so much for joining us. Hope you'll tune in again in the new year. Swing by, check out our website, lscep.com, where we have articles, episode links, and comics for you to peruse. We're also featured on Podchaser. That's a podcast database for listeners and creators alike. Find us there. Give us a follow and a review if you could, please. And hey, feel free to like any of the lists that we're a part of. 
give those a boost as well. More reviews and increased likes affect those marvelous algorithms, and that makes us way more searchable. And then we can share these films with more people. And you want to do that, don't you? Of course you do. And as always, if you'd like to get in touch with us, make a comment, ask a question, send us wonderful things, please email us here at lindenstreetcinemaexperience at gmail.com. So, until next time, take care out there. Wash your hands, wear a mask, stay healthy, and remember, life's too short not to live in the past. Take it easy out there, everybody. Thank you.